Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet broadcasting entirely in emoji. Yeah. So the rest of the the rest of this episode will be entirely in emoji. Haha, <laughs> smiley face. Starting now. Happy face. Oh, you, you can't gonna, say it. You're gonna oh. say them? Oh, you can't say it. I mean, I guess just... hey, it's the noobs and the hoobie. <laughs> my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every week, except for those that we don't, and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So welcome to episode number 146, where we are talking about an episode of Doctor Who. Double fake out. Covering series 10, episode two, Smile. This is the one where the Doctor and Bill. Did it not update for you? <laughs> Apparently not. Did y'all write it? Yeah. Yes. We have a full recap. <laughs> There's a full recap? Yeah. For episode 146? Smile. Yeah. Hey, looky here. This is the one where the Doctor and Bill fight deadly emoji robots in a space colony made out of nanobots. Oh, and we made a new species? Yeah. Meat or made? Made. We made a new species? Were the emoji bots and the Vardy were yeah. a new species? Something happened. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. they were like... Oh, Corbin, there's no need to make a be. note. You can just leave all that in. That was... <laughs> That was primetime gold podcasting right there. <laughs> this is the one where Dr. and Bill. Yeah, it was great. It was right before we hit record. I'm like, so did somebody write the recap? Yes. Okay. Children whom I trust. Let's go. <laughs> and y'all did. But my thing but, didn't update. But your thing didn't. That's weird. I wonder why it didn't. Anyways, uh, there's a story number 265, originally airing April 22nd, 2017. It's getting closer every day. Isn't that weird? Like but pretty soon we're going to be talking about episodes time. that aired in 2020. <gasps> Indeed, that's how time works. (laughs) (laughs) And it aired to 5.98 million viewers. That's sad. Uh, Yeah, that's down a bit. I think, wasn't the last one like seven or something? Or was that the Christmas episode? That was was the Christmas Christmas episode. episode. They've been around six. I don't don't think we've ever gotten back to the 10 million viewer mark. Honestly, it's 2017. I'm surprised that many people watched it live. Like, I assume that's what that number means. Um, it's, it's the UK overnight numbers. So, I, like, I, I've stopped doing any breakdown of the, of the numbers, um, partly because once we left Eleven's tenure, for whatever reason, the, the rating section on the Wikia got it's way less detail. Do you remember how? No, no, no. It, it used to be back during oh, Eleven's yeah. time. Um, but it just went back to, like, one live number. and then UK overnight. And I don't know, like, does that mean including the iPlayer rebroadcasts in the next 24 hours or whatever? So, the, I mean, the number is kind of, it, it kind of means less and less the closer we get to yeah. the present. Because, so you had like 4 point something million live viewers. You had 5.98 million UK overnight viewers. But then how many people on BBC uh, America and which which is also in Canada and then, you know, like, all over the world, yeah. how many people were watching? Because I, I guarantee you, this episode was seen by more than 10 million people the first week that it was there, simply because it's got a much bigger international audience by 2017. So, I, yeah. But at any rate, it is it is somewhat of an indicator of you know what's going on at the core of the show still being in the UK. So, I would love to see the other numbers, but there's. They're not on the Wikia. Yeah. I don't know where to find them. So, uh, This episode was written by Frank Cottrell Boyce, who did In the Forest of the Night, if y'all remember that one, where the the whole planet got covered in a forest oh, overnight. Oh, that weird one. That turned yeah. out to just be like a, a planetary airbag for like a solar flare or whatever it was. Uh, and it was directed by our guy from last week, Lawrence Gough. 
<coughs> Noobs in the Hoovian is brought to you by Google Fi. That's right, Google has its own cell phone service uh, going back a couple of years now. And for $20 a month, you get unlimited talk and text and then just $10 per gig of data after that. You can add on additional lines for $15 per line per month. And then you can also, um, they now have a phone subscription plan, which we've uh, signed up for, uh, for either $9 or $15. If you get like the device protection, you can sort of finance your phone without financing it. If there's no interest. You actually end up paying less over the course of two years on a, uh, I think we ended up with Pixel 4a. So not the brand newest phone on the market, but a pretty good one still. And you can add that on for, for nine bucks, or like I said, 15 if you want the device protection. If you go over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash fi, you will uh, be able to sign up there and get $20 off after your first month. And even more importantly, you'll be helping to support the show. Yay. I mean, you got you to gotta have a cell phone anyway, right? <laughs> Might as well get a, a Google Fi yeah. phone. Support your favorite podcast. Or at least this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Don't so that get brings too us, ahead of yourself. That, yeah, well, that's uh, that's I corrected myself. Uh, so that brings us down to the checklist. The name of the episode spoken in dialogue, uh, plenty. Yes. Yeah. The opening uh, scene, smile. seventeen times. Uh, yeah. Smile, <laughs> smile for me. Smile. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it was. Dead. It it should have the the title should have had an exclamation point at the end though, because it was definitely smile, smile, like as a command. Do it now. Be well, happy now. Die. <laughs> yeah, Be right. happy now. Uh, the creature of the week. Um, I I wrote down the Vardy and the emoji bot, and Corbin has thoughts. I thought they were the same thing. Yeah, am I dumb? That's, I, no, I don't. No, no, no. They 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 were like the doctor said that the emoji bots were the interface for the Vardy. So the Vardy were nanobots, and then the emoji bots were how you can communicate with them. The only reason I listed them twice is because they you know they are very different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, so what about the Vardy? They were, um, great special effects on that, right? Little dots. Yeah. <laughs> buzzing around. I, I couldn't yeah. tell if you were joking. Yeah. It was, uh. Yeah. I remember at the beginning of the episode, what did y'all think it was? was it like, did somebody say it was birds or something? Or like. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. When y'all was like, what is that? Like birds flying around? I was like, ah, eh, you're going to get, you're, you're 80,000 birds and like, they are this small. Yeah. I do. I, I do always wonder when you have nanobots which, you know, definitionally is microscopic. Yeah. So how yeah. do you see a cloud of them? I mean, like, even if, if it was a them lot of up. them. Huh? As in, like, if you line them all up and they're all, like, super clumped together, but Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, weren't. they're not going to be super clumped together. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what it looked like was a, a cloud of, like, mosquitoes or something. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. small, but not quite nano. So um, there was some movie one time where there were nanobots or maybe it was an episode of a TV show. I don't remember now, but there were nanobots and they, you could not see them. They would just start affecting things, <laughs> but you could not see them. And I was like, uh, that is a brilliant way of getting around any sort of budgetary constraints. It's just like, they're invisible. <laughs> and because it's also it would uh, be. more accurate as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Unless it's yeah. forming a wall. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was weird too. I don't know. Uh, what did you guys think of the emoji bots? We 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 got a heads up about them in the next time last yeah. time, but and I and I seem to remember y'all both face palming when you saw that. <laughs> they were. What really did you think of the emoji bots? It would have really been funny weird. in 2017, <laughs> but it's not. I think anymore. I think I think it definitely. <laughs> no. I don't yeah, even know in 2017 if it was very on point or if it was a little bit behind. Yeah. But I mean, as behind as any TV show can, you know, has to be. <gasps> 
What? Oh, wow. Uh-oh. What? The Emoji Movie came out July 23rd of 2017, or just like over a month before this episode came out. Wait, what? I thought this was April. Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, this was April. afterwards. Okay. All right. So this came out, and then two months later, the Emoji Movie came out? Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. That's okay. Funny. Okay. So thinking back four years, was the Emoji Movie timely, or was it already too late? It was already too late. I mean, I, I kind of feel like it was already that too late. That movie bombed hard. Yeah. So I think part of the reason was that, yeah, they were they were about three years too late to have a terrible movie about something that <laughs> was, like, much more in the zeitgeist. I think they made a Candy Crush joke in that movie. Like, not a yeah. joke. Like, it was a major part of one of the scenes. And it's like, you are way too late for that. Just Was that the Emoji movie or, or, uh, or, yeah. or Wreck-It Ralph? Or I don't remember. Wreck-It Ralph breaks Wreck-It the Ralph internet was also was, like, eh, you're a little late, yeah, it, was, it was a little cringy too, yeah, so. Uh, let's see, Jiggery Pokery and the TARDIS here. Um, we had we had a great little opening bit here. This was, this was one of those, you know, opening scenes with the doctor and a, and a yeah. companion just sort of zip-zow, ba-bam, 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 dialogue, 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 you know. And um, so she's kind of exploring the console room and she's sitting in the in the seat and she's like, why are, why are there seats? And then why are they so, f- they're too far from the controls. So the seats are too far away. And then she asks, do your arms stretch out like Mr. Incredible? <laughs> Which is, not Mr. Incredible, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. It would be amazing if they did. It would be weird for yeah. the doctor to all of a sudden, you know what that would be? That would be like, that would be like when Superman threw his, his symbol oh, off yeah. of his chest. Yeah. It would be like that. It'd be like, well, where's that power <laughs> been for 50 years? You, you can do this and you've never to do this uh, yeah right yeah. so helpful you can erase someone's memory by kissing them and <laughs> i'm still talking about superman not the doctor because apparently the doctor could totally do that because he's just got to like touch her head uh let's see you don't steer her you sort of uh negotiate with her <laughs> no, that was you great. pick a place in a time and she gives you something close to it yeah or, or sometimes nowhere close yeah, to or it. just not where either. she knows you need i want to go to earth throws me into the middle of a dalek war whatever you know what whatever whatever's uh whatever's happening that day uh we had some fun adventures in closed captioning the uh the computer on the ship there was a moment where when they finally found like the original ship that they had built out from they they go in and the computer voice came on and the closed captioning said error one error one initiating and i was like that is that what the is that what it said? What does that mean? Error one, and then later on, I noticed that the there was a, there was like the little NASA type insignia on one of the doors, and it was Erewhon Station or Erewhon. No, Erewhon was the ship. It wasn't a station. Mm. Wow. The name of the station was Erewhon, and it's E R E H W O N. So what it said was not error one initiating because that doesn't make sense. It was. Erewhon initiating. So in other words, the ship was powering back up. Now, the main reason I bring that up, one, it was adventures in closed captioning, but also Erewhon was, excuse me, is nowhere spelled backwards. And that's how they got the name of the ship. Nowhere? That's a weird name for a ship. Yeah. Nowhere spelled backwards. So, uh, on their, on their maiden voyage, they get like lost in space or something. That's a thing that happened on this show. They, uh, it's so yeah. random. I didn't know the ship had a name. Uh, that's the thing is it, yeah. you had the you had the onboard computer say it once. Then you saw the logo. 
I think just once. I don't even think you saw the logo twice. Mm. So it was not. So it was not was, noticeable. Yeah, it's not like it was a plot point or something. Yeah. Like it, it turns out it doesn't actually exist. You know, it wasn't like that. It was just mm-hmm. here's a fun thing that you know somebody on the crew, uh, the crew like the show crew decided to do or whatever. Yeah. So no, no further discussion about it. It's just like here's a thing. Um, other stuff we noticed. I th- this was a great line. Um, I don't even remember who said, "Why is she here?" And the doctor says, "Because she isn't anywhere else." <laughs> Definitionally, that is <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. Well, she wasn't anywhere else, so she must have been here. Yeah. Yeah. Spot like. Come on, man. That is classic. Way doctor. to dodge a that question. Is definitely, that is classic Capaldi dodging right there. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, I love the line where he's talking about, uh, so we, we, we're getting an indication that he's not supposed to leave the planet. Yeah. Right. And, uh, that's enough for Nardole to, to go away basically. Yeah. And then the doctor says something to, uh, Bill about like, where do you want to go or whatever? And she's like, I thought we were going back to your office. We were like, he, he's telling Nardole, I just put the kettle on for tea. Right. Yeah. So in other words, you're not planning to be gone long if you just set the water on to boil. <laughs> and so she says, like, I thought, like, we were going back to your office. We were going to have tea. And he says, between here and my office, before the kettle boils, is everything that ever happened. And then, you know, mischievous Dr. Face whisks away into the into the door of the TARDIS. I just, yeah. I love that between here and my office, before the kettle boils, is everything that ever happened. And <clears throat> I wish they played with this more. Like we got, yeah. we got glimpses of it with Clara, right? Where she was hopping in and out of her life with, um, with Danny Pink, you know, yeah. she would disappear in the middle of dinner. Actually, I guess we, <clears throat> we also got it. We had it with Rory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where yeah, they, they, they went away for two weeks in the middle of their own party. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, how'd you know they're wearing yeah. different clothes? The thing about it is like they, they bring it up every now and then and it's a fun thing, but there's too many times where I feel like there are episodes where that fact should play a bigger role in solving the problem. Yeah, right. And sometimes they figure out a way to to explain away why you can't, oh, you can't double back on your own timeline or it's time locked or whatever. And sometimes it's like nobody brings it up and everybody just agrees to ignore it. Yeah. And I wish that they wouldn't do that sometimes. Uh, there was a line about, uh, Bill said something about robots and, and whatnot and the doctor says, spoken like a true wet brain. And then later <laughs> on in the episode, there was wet brain, dry brain distinction that was made. And when when he said spoken like a true wet brain, uh, <laughs> a phrase went through my mind that I don't I don't think this is in Star Trek, but it is on Mission Log, the podcast about Star Trek that I listen to. They have this phrase, carbon chauvinism. Right? It's the idea that we are better than robots. And it's and and it they use this phrase to describe something that happens in Star Trek all the time, right? Mm. Early, early on, like season one, there's a thing where they're trying to navigate through an asteroid field and Picard takes the helm because he doesn't trust the computer to navigate them through it. And I'm like, this was definitely from the eighties yeah. where yeah. technology at the time should not have been trusted to navigate you through an asteroid field. But like by today's standards alone, let alone the 24th century, it's like, uh, no, I want it on autopilot right now. Yes. Picard, get out of the get out of the seat. When was the last time you flew anything, let alone a galaxy class spaceship? I'll get off mm-hmm. my soapbox now. Um, so, anyways, yeah, there, th- this was an example of carbon chauvinism of saying just because 
it's mechanical and computerized and a robot, it's not a life form, you know, or it's not as good as a wet brain life form. Wet brain. Wet brain. <laughs> wet brain. <laughs> I really like wet brain and dry brain. It's gross though, isn't it? I mean, like it in is, the best way. In like, the best way. Yeah. But it is, it is, yeah. True wet brain. <laughs> so, okay, I'm curious now how you plan to use this. Science class. When I was like, I hear y'all, AI I hear like the, the, the big brain thing comes up a lot. Yeah. So no. can you, can you, can you, can no. you incorporate it into that somehow? I, no. no. I don't mean incorporate it into that. I mean like find some regularly occurring life circumstance where you go, wet brain. I just mean if I'm going to talk about like robots or something, I'm going to call them dry brains. No, I, <laughs> that's fine and all, but, but I want, I want it to be part brains. of your regular vocabulary. <laughs> Man, um, you're such a wet brain. <laughs> like, when are you going to use So speaking of dry brains, what's this next one, Corbin? Oh, this is an annoyance. They talk about <laughs> dated references. The doctor says they've got an app for that in 2017. Can I point I, out that I had to explain to you where that came from? Yeah. No, I knew what Not that where it came was. from, that what era it came from. Because you were like, wait a minute, when was this episode? Was this a thing at the time? And I was like, no. <laughs> that was like no. first generation iPhone, it's maybe second generation an old iPhone. reference. Yeah. I didn't even know <laughs> when it actually took place at. Which and would I, normally be when you and Trip go, is it from the 70s? <laughs> it's from the, Luckily, they didn't have 2009. phones back then, so I know it's not from They had then. phones. <laughs> they didn't have smartphones. They had phones. You lived in the Stone Age, right? <laughs> I wasn't alive in the 70s. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> when were you born? Your mom and I will be like jamming to it. 81. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was not alive in the 70s. Are you sure? Oh my god! I didn't mean that euphemistically. Like I was stoned. I mean, I was not born until '81. <laughs> I know not the '70s from personal experience. Know, but, like, oh my god! I, I hated this reference, and they also had an easy way out because it was the doctor who said it, who's like, you know, your grandpa. <laughs> Except like even more out of sync because like he could be saying something anachronistically that hasn't happened for a millennia. Yeah. <laughs> and he's talking about it like the good old days. So, so like if Bill had been like as such a dead dated reference, then it would be fine. But she just went along with it. I'm like, no, that's not what would happen in that scenario. Yeah, that was, yeah, exactly. It was, it was like the, I mean, it was very, it was the perfect thing to say in an episode centered on the future of communication is emoji. Yeah. Right. I don't know, guys. I don't know. 2017 may have been peak time of people saying, are we going to be talking in emojis in 20 years? Because Dang. there were memes at the time of like, you know, we've gone back to hieroglyphics, basically, <laughs> like showing hieroglyphics and then like ancient Roman writing and modern English and then emojis. And it's like the circle is complete, you know, that kind of thing. Um, speaking of the emoji, there was a list in the Wikia of not only every emoji that appeared on screen for the duration of this episode, of course, but also some of them had descriptors. So like some of them was like smiley thumbs up question mark, but some of them were like idea. One of them said key. And oh, then like yeah. in parentheses used when engaging locks or something like that. And I'm like, 
Did we? <laughs> I mean, that happened once. Th- thanks for the helping hand there, Wikia. I don't know what that was all about. But yeah, there's just this. There's just this really narrow column of a list that occasionally juts out as they overly explain uh, what what that given emoji was used for or is used for. Some of them were like describing specifically in the episode and some of them were just generally speaking. So this really is long. I, yeah, it was. I mean, count, count it up real quick. What was it? 20? <clears throat> it was it was way more emojis than I realized appeared in the episode. I think some of them happened kind of like. Like off to the side. It's how many? Like 23. It's it's a lot. Yeah, it, it was very. I mean, it happened on the, the badges on their backs, the eyes of the emoji bots. Was anybody else just like disturbed by the lack of eyes that the emoji faced emoji bots had emoji faces for eyes most of the time? Like It was one thing when like their eyes turned into question marks. That's OK, fine. I get that. But like when the face turns happy and therefore happy emojis are the emojis eyeballs. It's like, what are we doing? Why? And there was one time, there was one time where there was like a very tight close up on the, on the emoji bots face. And I was looking really hard to see, is it turtles all the way down? Like, was it like the eyes of the eye emojis? Did they have emojis in them? And it didn't appear that they did. So I was like, okay, at least they didn't actually, I don't know what would have been better (laughs) for them to go ahead and like go all in on the joke. I think that would have been better. I don't know. Uh, so that brings it down to who's who. Um, who is Nardle? I didn't write anything down. Oh, I guess he wasn't in this episode. He was. He was like at the beginning, and then yeah. he was like, "Shoo, <laughs> get out of here, Nardle." Yeah, we He's left him with the character. kettle. Uh, no, the kettle was up in the office. We left him at the vault. Oh yeah. Hmm. Corbin dropped down somewhere. We 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 got rid of this section, but um, we need a theories section. A theories section? Yeah. Oh, what's in the vault? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so who is Bill? Um, oh, I thought she had a, a great line. She's, um, it was, they were walking through the, uh, hothouse, uh, with the plants and everything. And she was smelling a rosemary bush. Of course, she didn't know the name of it for some reason, but the doctor did. And she says, I'm smelling home 20 light years from home. And I thought that was, that was cool. Kind of mm-hmm. a lot of the companions do this where, it's it's so alien and foreign, but then they will find this point of connection, particularly when it is a human colony out there somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So this was <clears throat> a human colony on another planet. We we did this with the New Earth, yeah. um, different things like that, where they're identifying with, even though it's you know a million years in the future or whatever, it's still humanity. That's kind of a weird thing to latch on to, though, because like what farming rosemary? No, okay, like. I know they're on a different planet and they're far out in the future. Right? But it looks like Earth. Is like Well, that's because we have to film on Earth through a field I mean, of That's because we have to It, it all yeah. looks very normal. That's because currently the the going rate for filming on Mars is still too high. Yeah. So, <laughs> like my point is though like why do you feel like you're away from home really? It, it looks like Earth. That's true. If he didn't tell her, by the way, this is an alien planet. Yeah. She might not have she, known. He, he, he could like, have just said, this is the future, and she might not have even known. By the way, that's another thing that, that bug, bugs me, and lots of sci-fi shows do this. When you go to a planet, Star Wars is terrible about this. You go to a planet, and you assume that the two square miles of planet that you see in the, in the movie slash episode of the TV show is what the whole planet is like. 
which is not how yeah. any planet is. Yeah. <clears throat> when it, when you know it's like um you know uh, what what was Darth Vader's volcano planet Mustafar? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Mustafar. Hmm. It you know it's described as like a lava planet, and I'm like, how is this whole the whole thing? Magma? The whole thing. Hoth <laughs> is the ice planet. The yeah. whole thing. Is it the whole thing really? There's yes. the desert planet, you know, multiple desert planets. Yeah. yeah. There's a forest moon, um, you know, and, and like I said, you get that with, um, you get that with both what a planet is and then also what a culture is. Right. Yeah. Um, people talk about the monocultures of, of Star Trek, you know, like every Klingon is the same and it yeah. takes you like eight years of, of developing, uh, these, these side characters for you to realize that not every single Klingon is a bloodthirsty warrior, that they actually have lawyers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, Michael Dorn, Michael Dorn, before he played Worf, played Worf's like great grandfather or some crap in one of the original series movies. And he was a lawyer. And I'm like, when nice. the Klingons have lawyers, but I mean, of course not every human is a soldier. So why would that be? You know, like not every human is a poet. Why, why would we all be poets? Um, our planet isn't one biome. We don't all speak one language. Yeah, it's like, a, you know, the planet is not entirely underwater or entirely a rainforest or, or any entirely other. a city like Coruscant, which is well, that's different. My <laughs> favorite. That's different. That is, you know, they they did that to the planet, so that's. And, but even still, the whole planet. No way. Oh, I do love that. I, I, there's um, is it a is it a um? Oh crap! Who's the is it an Isaac Asimov book? I think uh, I that does this, where there's an entire planet that's it's it's Coruscant. It it the whole is it Coruscant that's the that's the capital planet that's one big city. Is it Coruscant? So. Okay. Yeah. At any rate, there's Isaac Asimov in one of his novels that I read. I don't remember which one. There's something like this where there's the capital city planet, and literally the whole planet is a city. Oh. Wow. I mean, literally, there is not a ground. plant on the planet. So like all of the natural resources have to come from somewhere else. So the only way the capital city continues to function is if like billions of tons of grain are flown in every day or whatever, because the whole uh, planet needs food from elsewhere. So I, I do, I, I love the, uh, the, as one podcaster called it, the theme planets where you have that, the theme planets and the monoculture. So, um, I'm with you on that. And they're like, how far did that wheat go? Because from what we saw, it was to the horizon. <laughs> yeah. planet. This is this is the wheat planet. Is this the wheat, the wheat planet? <laughs> <laughs> we got a we got a whole solar system where instead of doing uh, rotating crops in in fields, the we rotate planet. them amongst the is planets. It, yes. Why did they have a farm if they have just endless grain going off to? Every horizon in <laughs> also, all directions. The grain makes those blue cubes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was like uh did did we say that it definitely was blue algae? Or did she speculate that's what it was and we didn't ever really know what it was? I don't know. I just want to know how much jello uh Pearl Mackie had to eat filming that scene because man, she was just like You mean how much she had to spit out over and over? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um Oh my gosh. I hope I, I hope she didn't make that mistake. <laughs> so, uh, so let's see. Who is the doctor? Um, he took an oath to not leave Earth. So I'll just, Corbin, maybe copy and paste that down into the old theory section and we'll 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 loop back around to it. 
Um, he has, he has the line, you know what I love about humans? Optimism. I do love that, that, um, I love how the doctor constantly, you know, as the outsider looking in is able to point things out to us, like our unbridled optimism combined with our unbridled stupidity, uh, uh, combined with our un, unrelenting ability to deceive ourselves. Um, I love how he, he, it makes those things so crystal clear, you know, um, he's not fond of fish except socially, which makes a meal like this awkward, <laughs> which Im- immediately made me think Jim the Jim Fish. fish. <laughs> and we all know Jim the Fish. We all, we all, all of us. We all know, we all Jim, know Jim, the fish. Jim the Fish. Gorman, it looked like you had something there. No. Okay, you were opening your mouth when I was saying I, he's not fond of fish. Um, he knew an emperor made out of algae that fancied him. That, that was what? like... So much. An emperor made out of and this, algae and, that and my, fancied him. My, my note under that was, Jared! <laughs> because this I'm like, so please, please, please tell me that that's a classic Who connection. This has got to be an episode. If it is, he didn't mention it. Because I've, look, I've previewed his notes and there's no mention of the emperor made of algae that appeared, you know, in the fifth doctor's time or whatever. <laughs> that apparently didn't happen. Um, oh, and then we had, um, so again, new companion. We're exploring the inconsistencies, Right. Um, what was the thing about, uh, oh, TARDIS wouldn't make sense in any other language. And, and he says, no one's ever really brought that up before. And this one, she says, why are you Scottish? And then he says, I'm not Scottish. I'm cross, which again, for our American listeners means angry, right? Uh, as evidenced by his eyebrows. Um, so again, nine said lots of places have a North and 12 says, I'm not Scottish. I'm just angry all the time. And then she says, are there Scottish in space? And he says, yes, they're all over the place, demanding independence on every planet they land on. (laughs) Which is just great. That's just fantastic. Well, guys, Noobs and the Whovian is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do like they do, here's what we want you to do. Ba-do-ba-do. I almost almost lost it. Corbin's Corbin's giving me the side eye because I almost fell off the edge of the wagon there. Uh, We, uh, let's see. What now? What does it say? Man, these notes are out of date. Why does it say this? This says, we've made some changes. Our tiers have changed. (laughs) Starting at a dollar a month, you'll be a Fez patron. That's like six seasons ago. (laughs) How did this end up in here? I don't know. But at any rate, yeah, at a dollar a month, you still will be a Fez patron. Because it's not new because we haven't made changes. So there. At five dollars a month. That's right. At five dollars a month, you'll be a bow tie patron because bow ties are cool. You'll get a shout out on the show. Each week, like Victor, Jared, and James, just like they do. So head on over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support and figure out your favorite way of supporting uh, family-friendly independent media today. I almost said supporting patrons of family-friendly independent media today. That's that's, um, Patreon patrons. It's it's a new website that I'm starting up where you can go and pledge money each month to support Patreon. So you'll be supporting patrons. I thought you were going to say supporting them people who use patreon like we're we like give, that's us no we, like that's how patreon that, works no no we fund we fund the people who are giving money to oh like so you us. you pledge money to patreon users who then yeah. use that money to become patrons of their favorite creators yes this, this is, is terrible meta. this, this is, is a terrible yeah, idea this is terrible this is a terrible idea so instead of doing that <laughs> noobs in the slash support do what you want all right uh, let's see. Classic Who Connections. Let's hear what Jared has to say now. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for Smile. 
Not a whole lot here. Uh, it's going to be pretty quick. But uh, the big one, the main one, is that the doctor also came upon a human colony that killed unhappy people in the serial The Happiness Patrol. And that's with the seventh doctor. Not not one of the best episodes. So maybe they were trying to revive uh, that uh, with using a similar concept here um, or, or try it again and do it better this time. Uh, let's see here. The doctor said that he had encountered other human colony spacecraft. Uh, that would be the Ark and the Ark in space, or those would be the two obvious ones. Uh, kind of similar concepts again in, in both of those. And yeah, the doctor mentions that he stole a TARDIS. Of course, we have the first, uh, really the first uh, uh, official mention of that in uh, the, with the fourth doctor in Legopolis. But you have other hintings to it back with, even as far as the second doctor. Uh, I didn't love this one. I didn't hate it. Uh, it's just sort of kind of in the middle for me. And that sort of, that usually revolves like around a, a seven, unless there was something I was really not, not a fan of. Um, maybe that's a uh, um, little, uh, what do they call it? Grade inflation or score inflation that because a five should probably be in the middle. But anyway, that seems to be where we are. So I'm going to seven. I mean, it could have been, you know, just sort of average for me. Uh, seven out of ten emojis. I'll take the easy one. And uh, not too much for me that was creepy unless I you know, kind of watch this, I'll be honest, with uh, other things going on. Um, so uh, I, I maybe I missed something. Sometimes that happens. But anyway, I'm going to give it 50 creep levels. So thank you to the TARDIS Wikia and thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. I love that uh, Jared's grading on a curve. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. like, hey, it's like middle of the road, which sh- like should be a five, but it's but a like, it's not, it's what? what? How does how does that math work? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Corbin, what do you think? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it was Corbin has it wasn't really very interesting. Like we said, kind of dated concepts with the whole emojis thing yeah and you know just i don't know definitely not my favorite so i'm gonna say a six out of ten uh what was the name of the ship era win one era one era one. No, nowhere backwards yeah that's confusing <laughs> trip what do you think um stole mine you stealer what <laughs> um I think this one, like, it had a good concept. Okay. And I think they pulled it off pretty nicely, and I like the ending. But, like Corbin said, there just wasn't much that happened. I mean, other than, like, a bunch of people getting eaten by, like, weird nanorobots, <laughs> and, like, we created a whole new species. But, like, other than that, nothing happened in this episode. I was a little <laughs> confused by the concept. Like, the Which people were so sad that the robots saw nothing to do but kill them in order to no, end they the didn't, sadness. No, they didn't understand the type of sadness. And I just, so I they don't, killed them? Yeah, I, I've they never understood. To, how do they get past killing the first person? Because you would think killing the first person would then make someone else sad. And that, that would theref- they would therefore not want to kill anyone else rather than killing everyone who subsequently becomes sad or unhappy. They're programmed no sadness. I like I see I see where they're coming from. 
but like I guess what you're saying makes sense. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Jim LaFish. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, I, I've never, I don't know. I don't know if it's just like humanity's fear of the future and technology that we always imagine that at some point we're going to create a technology that's going to kill us, whether it's nuclear annihilation or, yeah. you know, murder robots that send people back through time or if it's you know nanobots or ai is right now that's the big existential threat is ai um the terminator even went through various stages of it being robots or ai or nanotechnology and i've never understood the idea of a i mean except for that okay it makes a makes an interesting story but yeah. why would the robot do that like corbin like you're saying why would it say Oh, you're unhappy. I know how to fix that. Murder. You know, it's like, yeah. it, it, how did know. it even have the capability to kill someone? How did the nanobots like so, eat them? What? Yeah. Like you would think, and, and not like in an Isaac Asimov's three, three laws of robotics type of way, but you would think that humanity that is smart enough to travel through the stars and send nanobots out to a planet ahead of time to get it ready would also be smart enough to build in a failsafe that says under no circumstances, under no circumstances, no matter how sad someone is, don't murder them slash, you know, grind them off of their own bones so mm -hmm. fast that their bones literally fall into a pile where they were standing. I mean, also, it's just, the robots obviously knew it wasn't supposed to be happening. Like they weren't supposed to be doing that because they took the bones and hid them. They weren't hiding. No, they didn't them. hide they them. They were turning them. them into fertilizer. Which how does oh. how does that come to their mind? Like oh yeah, these people. It's a good sad. source of calcium. Yeah. There you go. Obviously. But, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, anyways, so um, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna actually take what Jared said and I'm gonna run with it. I'm gonna give this five out of ten. <laughs> um. um uh, f fears of the future. <laughs> Fear, no, fears of technology. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, this is kind of long and complicated, but oh, good. The viewers should um look up Ro Roko's basilisk. It's an interesting thought experiment. Roku's basilisk. Yeah. Um, do you want to give a synopsis? I we, we don't I, without spending too much time on it. That uh, way, th oh, by the way, that way you can condemn all of our listeners to a future death. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, just just read out the concept. Don't explore it. Just read out the concept. All right. So this is directly from a business insider. Okay, <laughs> business insider. <laughs> really, I heard about this on a on a YouTube channel. Uh, so a, a thought experiment called Roko's Basilisk takes the notion of world-ending artificial intelligence to a new extreme, suggesting that an all-powerful robot may one day torture those who didn't help it come into existence sooner. So therefore, uh, if you don't help bring it about, you run the risk of being tortured by it. Yeah. Unless you die before it can come about. Well, no, because then it's like, if this is an all-powerful right. being... It can keep you alive. Yeah. Ideas or even, like that. Or even bring you back, I think, maybe as part yeah, of it. Yeah, something Anyways, like that. It, it, it will seriously mess with your head if, you, if you're <laughs> digging into it. The, the title of the video that I saw was something like, uh, like, warning, this video may kill you, or something like that. Right? <laughs> it was like, if you watch this video, then you are now liable. Because if you've never heard of the Basilisk, then you are not a threat to it, so therefore you're still safe. 
But as soon as you hear this thought experiment, now you have to make a decision. It's like, what? We just condemned everyone, but. Yeah. So speaking of which, creep levels. Uh, Jared gave it 50 out of 500. Trip, what do you think? Um, I think I'm going to go around there with like a 60. Like, you know, robots ripping people apart and like into tiny little particles. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go 150 mainly for the, (laughs) the couple of scenes where we watched the skeletons get stripped bare and dropped to the ground. Um, slash the emoji bots were just creepy. Those things yeah. were just creepy. Yeah. There was, they were not even like, um, like cute for a little bit and then creepy. Like they went straight to Creepsville, like mm. right away. So <laughs> 150. Corbin, what about you? Uh, you have to wonder what's happening to like all the flesh and muscle of those people that they're just ripping to shreds in seconds. That's true. Where is that going inside maybe, of maybe the that's nanobots. why we can see the nanobots <laughs> filling up on all the people yeah their little nano bellies are now full of people oh gosh wow. <laughs> you really are mosquitoes except yeah wet rain <laughs> anyways what now i must i just mm, oh. don't think it was very creepy even with all that i'm gonna say 52 not 50 as well 50 also. No, just 52. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like Trip used to do. 59.75. All right. Uh, so theories. We haven't done this in a while, uh, but we, we, we've got a little bit of a mystery on our hands this season. We're two episodes in, right? And uh, both episodes have featured in some way, shape, or form the vault. And the, we find out in this episode that the doctor took an oath not to leave Earth which he doesn't mind breaking because he can just be, he, he says, I can be back before we left, which I love. Again, yes. I love when they do that. Um, it's like, yeah, doctor, because you're a time traveler, you could be back before you left, except for all the thousands of times where you can't because rules, plot armor. Um, Rose getting put back in the timeline a year later. Uh, yeah, whatevs. But um, okay, so we have that he he took the oath not to leave Earth and now he's he is finding an excuse to shirk that. But it seems, okay, first of all, how long do you guys think this has been going on? Uh, <laughs> 70 years. They, uh, that's how long they That's how long he's been a, at the school. Yeah. So okay. I'm going to guess at least that long. All right, okay. Yeah. Cuz somebody there uh, or everybody there says 50 years, but one of the faculty members seems to think it's, it might even be 70 that, that, that the doctor it's, has been there teaching. It's been decades at the least. Yeah, it's, it's certainly been decades. Um, so, which by the way, oh, wait a minute. So let's do the math. 2017 minus 50 would be 67. So that would mean he's been there since Hartnell's time. Mm. I wonder if there's any. But anyways, um, I also, I do wonder about that in these times where he spends an extended period of time on Earth. I mean, think about that. If if he's legitimately been there for 50 years, that means when three was stuck on Earth working with unit, 12 was there teaching at some local university. Hmm. Think Probably about, in the same general area that. as well. Well, I mean, considering that the UK is like an island. Yeah. So he was you know, just sitting there for 50 years this, doing lectures while himself saved the planet every apparently, now and then. Apparently. Oh, oh gosh. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, I don't like that at all. Wait. I but that means that yeah, so like there's like an invasion that that 
the third doctor is is repelling or whatever, and Twelve's like, I got a lecture to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, well, okay. So I'm sure the doctor of so, all people would know I was what say, things he's already stopped. And pre- yeah, presumably he's like, oh no, I already took care of that one. I don't have to worry about it. So <laughs> so maybe the maybe we need to look at this from the other direction because that also means, by the way, that also means that he's been around in the UK. I don't guess they were in London, were they? I don't remember where the school was. I don't remember. But he's been around for the last three or four or whatever disaster Christmases. Mm-hmm. He's been there for those. He was around yeah. on earth. So like all the students are like glued to the TV, freaking out as the space Titanic comes crashing down on Buckingham palace. And he's like, eh, rerun. I know how this. <laughs> yeah. I save that. See that dude in the mirror. That's me. That's <laughs> fantastic. I never thought about that. Um, so anyways, um, so we have that. All right. So talk to me guys, theories here. There's, there's a vault. He took an oath. He's been there for decades. Nardole is with him. Um, Nardole's just basically his second companion. Yeah. Has Nardole been here the whole time? Wait, with second him? companion? I mean, if Nardole has been his companion for 70 years, wouldn't that make Bill the second companion? <laughs> I don't think Nardole has been. You don't think he's been there the whole time? How long do you think he's been there? I assume I he would have been. And why? He can't be. He's like. Why? If the he's, doctor, apparently oh, a robot. he's a robot, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I mean, human head, but that and he doesn't, I mean, I don't think he's human. Do you? Uh, mm, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I assume that he's not human. But he looks so just like how, him. how long does he live? He probably well, isn't Well, the doctor, human. you know, I mean, maybe, maybe he doesn't look human. Maybe we look like whatever he is. I found him on some random planet. And also just yeah. the way he speaks sometimes definitely implies... He's not human. Well, he's definitely from the future. Yeah. Definitely. But I, I've, I've always took it to be that Nardole was not human. And now, now I need to go look that up and I'll yeah. report, I'll, I'll report back next week if I can I remember didn't to do see, it. I but at any rate, so, so what, getting back to what, what, what's going on? Well, it's probably an item or a villain, but what is, whatever's inside of the vault. Okay. It's himself. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Pandora's box. It's all 11 previous incarnations <laughs> or 12 or whatever. Counting um, the war doctor. I it's the like, meta crisis doctor. He came over from the other dimension. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. Probably I feel like if so, so person, it would have to be really, really dangerous. So we're okay. So the, the theory so the section master? is what's in the vault. And Corbin is saying the master. Uh, what? No, I would say that a a villain or what? An item of some sort, or an item. So it's okay. So your theory is it for what's something. in the vault? Is it's either a thing or a person? It's either something. Yeah, but like a bad person, <laughs> a villain. I mean, obviously. So yeah. Corbin says. A it's villain like or an item. It's not like it's a toothbrush. It's probably like the condensed atoms of 17 stars or something. <laughs> I thought it was medicine. So, okay. So, so an item of, of like, that's dangerous. Danger. Yeah. Some item of danger. I don't know. Item remember. of danger. How about a dangerous item? <laughs> that might make more sense. <laughs> I like an item of danger. I like that. So, 
Behold. Um, Trip, you said the master. Were you serious or were you oh, joking? Oh, no, I, I was joking because Corbin said a villain, so I went, the master. The master. I feel like it would have to be even more dangerous than the Daleks or something because he doesn't lock the Daleks up in a vault. He just Does he know what's in the vault? Him. Interesting. What do y'all think? Probably. No, I, I don't think he does. The doctor doesn't strike me as someone who would so closely guard a vault without actually knowing what was in it. Like, he wouldn't swear to never leave Earth if he didn't even know why he was staying on Earth. So, I, he probably knows what's in it. He probably chose to put it in there himself. Okay. Or, well, no, if he made a promise to not leave Earth, then probably mm. wasn't himself. Who did he promise? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, uh, okay so we said what, what's in the vault and who... Did he make the vow to? What do y'all think? Mm, I can spell the word make. What? You were like, <laughs> did you say, did you? Maybe river. Who maybe knows? river. Okay. All I, I heard was, I think one of the time lords, like he made a vow to a time lord. A time lord? He doesn't seem to be very connected. To be named later. Lords, so... Okay, but who else would be in such a power to like tell him to guard this? Hmm, someone mm-hmm. he cares about because he doesn't even Are respect he? the rest of the time lords. <laughs> That's a good point. It's a good point. Like what the Grand Prime Minister, who he Lord booted, President, yeah, Lord he booted President, Lord President off of the planet yeah, he, he, for no reason. He so didn't respect that guy. That he kicked him off the planet. He walked on, no by weapons, the, no nothing, and booted him off the, the planet. By the way, I don't, I don't know if y'all picked up on it in that episode, but uh, Rassilon, I don't know about anybody else. Maybe, maybe some of the other people that are on like whatever, like the High Council of the Time Lords, the, the, the people that are there with Rassilon, they, in their more formal setting, they use Lord as a title, but like anyone who's a Time Lord is a Lord. Right, so I think I think I heard Rassilon one time refer to the general as Lord General. He referred to the doctor as Lord Doctor, and therefore he is Lord President. I just I love it. I love it. Does that like, mean his name? Is Lord President, President Rassilon. Um, no, I think it's I think it's um, it seems to me like okay. So the general is the general the way the doctor is the doctor, right? Except yeah. that we do actually get the general's name at some point. We know Rassilon's name. I think when we first meet Rassilon in the classic who, I think he's not the president. So he's just Rassilon. And later he becomes the president of the Time Lords. So I, I don't know if it is simply a title, but the fact that they call him Lord President and they call the doctor Lord Doctor, you know, it's <laughs> I just love the redundancy of that. Lord President. It's just like, how pompous can you be? But apparently that... Exactly that pompous. Exactly. Uh, so, any any other anything else for theories, speculation, crazy no, crazy the thoughts? The doctor and will be in the next episode. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> dun dun dun! The doctor <clears throat> will die dun, dun, sometime <laughs> by the end of the season. Yeah, where we know a regeneration is coming. <laughs> Whoa! You don't say. <laughs> I will say this, just on a total side note. I desperately wish that they would just 
backhand smack <laughs> the, the viewers upside the head what? by doing a regeneration episode mid-season with no announcement. I mean, by the way, I don't know if y'all are aware of this. Um, I don't know how much your feeds are just clogged with Doctor Who like Doctor mine is. But there was there was speculation going back to before the last season even came out that this upcoming season would be the last one. Yeah. That 13 would be 13's final episode, uh, final uh, season that Jody would be stepping out before season 12 even aired. There was actually speculation that 12 might be her last season. And I was like, I really hope not. 13 had better be in season 13. Mm -hmm. And then we, I think we talked about this on the episode uh, on, on the podcast that I don't mind if 13 is her last season only so that 13 would be in 13 and 14 would be in 14. I would, that would just make my brain happy. But there is now like a concerted effort to like, okay, Jody is done. She's going out. Now, nothing official has been announced. Watch, she still has two more seasons. I had to listen for an entire year about some other characters going away and then it turned out it was right. And now they're talking about her going away. And it seems like doing three seasons has kind of become like the unofficial way of doing it in New Who. And so maybe it will be her last season. But I kind of don't care. I'd rather just experience it and not... Because there are people, by the way, who are... The headlines are so-and-so being considered to replace Jodie Whittaker. And I'm like, no. They're not. Every time there's a list of... The 12 actors who were considered to play, you know, uh, this this character, you know, Batman for the uh, Christopher Nolan films. It's like, no, they didn't actually consider that person. Maybe it was mentioned one time, but they didn't interview the guy or something like that. And there's always these these articles that drive me bonkers where there are people who are already saying it's going to be this person. And I'm like, you're stupid. <laughs> you don't even know. Which, by the way. This season is going to feature a new companion, and he has been lost. That actor has been lost in the sea of speculation about Jody leaving. And I'm like, this poor guy. And um, not to mention the, the other the other people on the show, you know. So I um I forget why we even went down that rabbit hole, except to say, um, I I would love to see. Oh, that's what it was. I would love to have the show have the guts to completely surprise everyone because you guys are aware, I believe that the next Christmas special is 12's regeneration yeah. story. I've actually seen the regeneration scene just accidentally. In right. Yeah. Clip. This happens now. Right. So it's bad enough that as we're doing the rewatch, you guys knew yeah. nine only got one season, 10 got his three, 11 got his three, 12 got his three. You guys knew that because you're catching up. Except that everyone knew it when they were watching it live. Everyone knew like a year in advance of Eleven's regeneration. We knew Peter Capaldi was going to be the next Doctor before the episode aired. That pisses me off. I'm like, Mm. why not just do it? Just do it. Imagine, imagine in the 60s watching the episode where Hartnell was like, oh, I don't feel good and fell over and died. Can you imagine what that would have been like? Is he dying? What just happened? To what? Yeah, right. <laughs> There's probably some speculation. Hartnell actually died on set. Um, <laughs> imagine what that would have been like, and we've never experienced it again, because there's always the speculation in advance. Now they announce it, 
you know, before the season even airs. Imagine oh yeah, them this is announcing this is the next doctor. This is the episode he's gonna die, and then two episodes before that he dies, and it that's not the next doctor. Here's like, what I, here's what, yeah here's what I would love. I would love for them to do exactly what you just said. Say that uh, the next Christmas special we're going to meet. You know, uh, floopity do the next doctor, right? Mm-hmm. As, or that'll be their first episode as the new doctor. And then six episodes before that have Jody die and some other actor <laughs> be a doctor for just those six episodes. Just those six episodes. Right? Like have some guts. Oh, that would be so funny. Have some guts just, and, and do that. And then, ah. Uh. Like they could keep that under wraps. No the way. only way is what I think the only way they could do it is what I just described because everyone's been already speculating that Jody's on the way out. So what you do is you smoke screen them by saying, yes, we would like to announce that, uh, uh, you know, whoever I, I keep wanting to throw in something ridiculous, Tom Cruise, <laughs> Jim Carrey, you know, something stupid, um, that this person is going to be the next is, is going, they'd have to phrase it very carefully. They can't say, the 14th doctor. They can't say the next doctor. They'd have to say that, uh, the their, their doctor. first episode as the doctor will be this episode, you know, will be the Christmas special. But then before you get to the Christmas special, Jody dies and another doctor steps in. Mm-hmm. Now, again, then you would know in that episode, you would know we only get this doctor for six episodes or however many is yeah. left until the Christmas special. You would know that, but still that would be so awesome. That would be so good. Now everyone mark it down. Because if that happens in season 13, <laughs> I'm going to pee my pants on the couch. Just letting you know. Why? Because <laughs> he's old. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Peter Capaldi over here. Are you going to tell me I'm ugly and have big eyebrows too? All right. Listener input. Here, let's get some positive vibes. <laughs> Jerk. Um, Christina chimed in again and um, in, in reference to the last episode we put out. She watched that episode. So what was that? The pilot or, or it might've been the one before that might've been the one before that actually. Yeah, I think it was Mm. anyways, a a couple of weeks ago, she watched the episode and then she commented under, um, when I posted that episode, here's, you know, here's the link to the newest one. She said, this episode was fantastic. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on it during my Monday commute. Mm. And I'm like, there's people out there. We're part of their Monday morning. I love that. I love that. Um, so, uh, so happy Monday morning, Christina, <laughs> as you're listening to this in the future. Um, and then I chimed in underneath it and said something. And then she replied and said, you three and Jared are so much fun to listen to. So one, she's like, you three are so much fun to listen to, but yeah, in parentheses, uh, and Jared <laughs> just kind of done like all caps and like yeah, yeah, 60 exactly. exclamation. Marks. It just, it just cracked me up. It was like you three and Jared. Um, so anyways, Christina, uh, enjoys having us as part of her Monday morning commute. Um, I know, uh, Jason, um, used to listen to us on his, on his, uh, walk around the neighborhood. And he used to tell me how, um, he would, he would put in his earbuds and then like have his hoodie up back in the fall. So he's walking around the neighborhood and you can't see his earbuds. So So there's just this guy walking around the neighborhood laughing to himself. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you know, but only once a week. So like he walks around the block like every day, but once a week he's cracking up to himself apparently. So. 
If yeah. he laughed like that, I would be terrified. I would be calling the cops, man. Jeez, like lock the doors. Um. Anyways, guys, next week we're doing episode three, Thin Ice, and we are still looking for your suggestions. We've we've actually had a few come in. Um, you know what? Christina referenced one. Oh no! What did she say? She referenced one, and I was like, you know what? I I did like a search and found an article that was like the fifty greatest time travel movies of all time or something like that. And, um, one of the ones on there that I put on the list of maybes she mentioned, and now I can't remember what it was, but that's okay. <laughs> I will, um, uh, we'll, we'll announce that as we get a little bit closer, but we are still taking, uh, suggestions. So, um, feel free, feel free to throw those our way. Again, they need to be family friendly. Uh, if it's written rather than TV or movie, then it needs to be a short story, no novels. And then it needs to be something that's accessible, right? Um, something that's on a, on a common enough platform, you know, um, uh, if, if we have to call upon our listeners to pick up a month of Disney Plus to do a timey wimey, that's mm. fine. But, you know, we don't Not want some floopy do channel. Uh, yeah. 98 yeah. Or, We're going to watch something on Quibi. So, yeah, uh, they're gone. They're <laughs> that was the really the billion dollar. Yeah. You didn't hear about. Did you hear about Quibi? I it was like know a, what it is. It was like a billion dollar startup streaming service. What? And Quibi, I just found out was short for quick bites because all of their episodes are 10 minutes or less. Mm -hmm. And the stupid thing about that is they were using existing television shows. So sometimes the 10 minutes or less meant an episode was half of an episode of a TV show. I thought they were and vertical. How is it existing shows? What? Wasn't that the thing with Quibi is vertical. Oh, maybe vertical. all their original programming was the, the thing with it was, uh, while you're waiting in line at the bank, you can get in a Quibi. And like they tried to make Quibi a thing, like Google like is a verb. They tried to make a Quibi like a measurement of time. So like they had these commercials where like you were putting your name on the on the list to get a table at a restaurant. And oh, how long is the wait? Oh, about two Quibbies. Uh, well, smart and guys. Then, yeah, and, and whoever the, the person was that started it up threw like a billion dollars at it. And then it died on the vine. Like, I don't think it made it 12 months before they were, they were like declaring wow. bankruptcy and stuff. So anyways, guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. The production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to Tardis.Wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for his classic Who connections and shout outs to Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. As always, you can find us at noobsinthehoovian.com where you can find our social accounts like Facebook and Twitter and email and Patreon and all that kind of stuff. And you can find all the awesome ways that you can support us. Speaking of, wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one every week. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the noobs. And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. Is there, is there blueprints there? I don't think so either.